Coming up on BYU Basketball with Dave Rose, the Cougars get a split on the opening weekend of conference play. Now they get set to hit the road. Coach Rose is here with a recap and a preview, plus a sophomore forward Peyton Dastrup joins us right here in Studio C, where BYU Basketball with Dave Rose starts now. Inside. From 40 feet! Go! He got it! I think we can learn a lot from this. It's, it's obviously a disappointing loss, but there's a lot of uh, things that we'll take from it and move forward. Base pulls it out to the right corner. One hand whip to Yo. Yo right down the lane! And right to the rim! And he rocks it! Into a three, top of the key. Go! Elijah Bryant! This is BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. Presented by Siegfried and Jensen, live from Studio C in Provo, Utah, with your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Well, good evening once again. Happy New Year, Cougar Nation. Welcome back inside the beautiful BYU Broadcasting Building here in Provo, Utah. We're coming off our Christmas break as we get back to business and the Cougars get back to the conference grind. Always good to be with BYU basketball fans here in Studio C. And to join us in our live studio audience, really easy. Simply request your free seats at byucougars.com slash Rose Show. You can also join tonight's conversation on Twitter with the hashtag Rose Show. Use that hashtag to send in your questions for Coach Rose and Peyton Dastrup, We'll be asking those questions later on in the show. And I'm joined on our on-court set here, BYU TV, by BYU head coach Dave Rose. And Dave, it's our first show of uh, 2018. And uh, I know you guys are fully focused on basketball, obviously, but uh, did you ring it in? Did you watch a little football? How was your holiday weekend? <laughs> well, it was, uh, it was pretty quick, but I, I hope everyone had a uh, wonderful uh, you know, holiday and wish everybody a, a great, happy, prosperous new year. I, I, I'm excited for our team. I think that... When you play on Saturday and then you have Christmas Eve and on Sunday and then Christmas is Monday and you practice on Tuesday, it comes pretty quick and goes pretty quick. But uh, And then we just repeated it again for the new year. But I did get a chance to watch a little bit of the, uh, the football game last night, uh, the end of the Rose Bowl and then the start to the, to the Sugar Bowl. But looks like Atlanta's going to have a big party here next week. Yep. With, did any uh, of your teams win of the two that made it to the title game? No, or? I actually uh, was cheering for Oklahoma and uh, Clemson. So, uh, <laughs> so you know for two. Yeah. Uh, yes. It's a good year so far. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Oh, it improves on the basketball uh, uh-huh. court. Uh, now, we just got through opening weekend of WCC play. The league gets going right after Christmas. And, and uh, to fit everything in before the tournament in Vegas, you've got to start really before the hol- or during the holidays. Yeah, and, and, you know, it looks like more and more conferences are having this issue. The Big Ten moved their tournament to New York, and so they played some league games before Christmas. And uh, it, it, it looks like, you know, we, we've kind of decided that we want to you know, because of the final schedule of our league, everybody's got finals at different times, that it's really hard uh, to play that first week of, of, of conference before Christmas. And so we've decided to move it till after Christmas. But um, it gets pretty quick. The 28th is, we, we actually played, I think, on the 27th. You know, hope, right now we're scheduled to play, play on the 26th next year, but mm. I'm sure they're going to move that somehow to, to adjust it. But, uh, I, you know, I... It's just part of what we do because of when our tournament plays and the fact that we're playing 18 league games. So got started and got off to a good start on Wednesday night and then played really well on Saturday and played well enough to win the game and missed a few uh, you know, assignments and execution issues uh, late in the game and, and uh, you know, we couldn't pull it off in overtime. But uh, our guys have come back, practiced really well yesterday and uh, had a great practice today. And so 
this will be interesting. We went a long time. We went for a month or so without losing. And so you, you have to find a way to, to put that, you know, that disappointment aside and then move on to the next challenge. And hopefully our guys will be good at it this weekend. Well, it was an opening weekend split decision. Let's break it down a little more closely now. It started with Portland coming into your place on Thursday. Uh, they had never won a game in Provo, and you guys kept it that way. Well, and they played really well. They, they gave us, a, you know, a great first half. There's, you know, Jasheer coming off that ball screen and Luke rolling. We got the ball right to him. We got off to a nice start. We're up four, and uh, then we lose Swanigan in the corner there. And, and, and he, we, we, we emphasized it all week. And uh, Yoli actually put it to the extreme there with the <laughs> challenge. We got the block after he made his first one. And we emphasized those gaps where we defensively, we get in the gap and, and try and challenge him. Here's TJ with a nice pull-up off the fast break and, and hitting that. And then Eli kind of went to work. That was a, a great read uh, in the full court and, and being able to take that all the way to the basket for a score. And one thing Portland's really good at is making threes, best in our league as far as how many they make a game. And they got us spread out here. And we, we, we were late to that three, and then they drove us um, and, and laid it up here. But we kind of go to work here. Uh, um, you know, it was a great pass by Jasheer, and Yoli was really – uh, on attack almost the whole weekend. And so uh, good defense there. And Here's you know, a standard just, banked in three. We from... just <laughs> got a little bit unlucky, you know, in that situation. And uh, But our guys, we got the ball stopped, got it kicked, challenged it, and he just kind of kissed it off the glass. They, they, they started off seven for 14 from three. And there's uh, Franklin Porter with a, a jumper in the lane. Start off seven for 14 from three. Then they finish off missing their last, uh, I think it was uh, 13. Over yeah. 13 to end? And, and you know, they, a couple of them were, uh, were at their pace, but I think we sped them up a little bit, challenged them pretty good. Uh, we got better as the game went on. Uh, there's nice to get a couple easy baskets. It seems like we've had a hard time, you know, with uh, creating easy baskets for us. But uh, there's a, a nice play by TJ in that zone. He's in the middle and gets it and kicks it opposite to Eli, and Eli hits that three in the corner. And here's a nice... Uh, Pass from Evan Troy to McKay, and that kind of finished it off right there. But good thing we hit that three. I think that made four for the night or something. We, <laughs> we, uh, we, we had a hard time making threes in that game and really turned into a kind of a, a dribble penetration game for us. Held Portland to 45, and you win a lot of games at that number. Yeah, yeah that was a, a good defensive effort, and then our offense was just good enough to, to kind of help us through it. And the two guys that keyed the offense, uh, Eli and Yoli, they actually combined to score more points than Portland did as a team on that night. As they scored 48, Portland had just the 45. And, uh, and more often than not, you'll see these two guys leading the way for you. Right now, they're, they're uh, you know, really you know, option 1A, 1-1A or 1B or 1A, whatever. But the two of them are, are having you know, a really, really good season. You know, you, Eli's game against, uh, against Utah was pretty similar to Yoli's game against you know, St. Mary's. And, and um, I think the balance can improve on this team, and hopefully that's where we find the improvement with our group that we, uh, we keep these guys you know, playing at a, a really high rate, and then we can you know, add some other two or three guys with them, and, and then guys will have a hard time focusing on us uh, and taking things away. You mentioned not losing for more than a month, and that Portland win got you to nine wins in a row. So nine-game win streak heading into Saturday, and St. Mary's came in on a seven-game win streak. And so a great matchup that way, a couple of 12-win teams, and, and two of the best front-line players in the conference had a great showdown uh, as Yoli and Jock Landale uh, put up big numbers and really had a great battle. Yeah, we, we got the ball to Yo early just because we wanted to see how they were going to guard him. We felt they'd guard him one-on-one, and 
you know, we tried to mix things up with Jock, but he was just too good all night long. I mean, we 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 got him to make some mistakes and, and turn the ball over a little bit, but when he's down there in that block, he's as good as any low post scorer as we played against. And Emmett Nahr is a guy who will just exploit you anytime you make a mistake. There's Pate. Pate come in and hit a big three for us. And they were going to let Yo shoot all night out there, and, and he, he got in a good rhythm. And you, you can see that, you know, there's TJ with the big three from the, the wing. The really great hustle play by Peyton. Got that thing turned over and another big three by Eli. We're moving the ball well and guys are playing with confidence. And, uh, you know, it's kind of back and forth. It's exactly how you expect with the, the preseason conference, you know, favorite, you know, coming into your place. And, you know, we, we doubled down a little bit there and they kicked it out, hit a three. There's another three in the corner paying too much attention to the guy inside, but there's another easy basket. We get a steal, and TJ gets the ball out to Yo for a dunk, and those easy baskets are things that we need to really kind of improve on, and there we go one-on-one in the post again, and he's, we lock down on the shooters on the outside, and he kind of exploits us inside, and big play here by Eli, taking it straight to the basket and scoring, and then we're supposed to, you know, we, we get in a situation where we're supposed to switch that, and we don't switch it, and so he gets an open three. That put you up six late, then they made a couple of shots uh, closing down the stretch. Yeah, here's another situation here where, you know, we, we, we kind of suck in to try to help against that uh, that inside presence. Um, big game nice tire play. here by TJ. Nice play to, to tie the game up. We get a big stop right here. Eli comes in and makes a big steal, and then we come – this Zach was supposed to pop out a little bit quicker than he got it. You know, Hermanson kind of got in his way, and so he couldn't he couldn't get out to where he was supposed to be, and they ran into each other, and that was a big turnover. And then we get a great look. You know, Eli takes that thing, and the guy from the corner stays in to defend the basket, and Eli kicks that thing out, and we get a clean look and just doesn't go in for us. And, you know, we go back and forth here in overtime. Big fella scores, and then, you know, TJ comes on, and, and then here's another situation where we're supposed to switch. One guy switches, the other one doesn't, and then we leave the, get the guy wide open for a shot. And they're too good. They're just, uh, you know, really good if they're going to get that much time. And then that baseline drift, the pass in the corner, that's Hermanson's kind of bread and butter. So a couple mistakes here and there, and then our ability, inability to kind of execute at the time we needed to um, puts us in a position where we're looking forward to, you know, the next time. And, and uh and, and hopefully that uh, from the, the disappointment that we had, we can uh, we can get going again this you know this next weekend. Those two almost canceled each other out in terms of how they produced uh, on Saturday. Yeah, they're both really good. You see, two two of the best you know low post scores I think in uh, in the country going at each other, and and uh, a, a really you know exciting game you know in, in the Marriott Center, great crowd and an afternoon game, and just one of those tilts where uh, you know you hope you can make enough plays, and we're you know, player too short in that game. So all 10, te- uh, 10 league teams opened up on the weekend. Everyone played twice. Let's take a look at uh, how the league standings shape up through one weekend of play. Uh, BYU sitting there at 1-1, uh, at one and one, part of a number of teams that uh, even after the opening weekend. And St. Mary's Gonzaga, where you expect to see them. And, uh, and San Diego's off to a nice start. No surprise there, Dave, I guess the way they played their non-conference late. Yeah, they did. The, the, the big three road wins that they got at Colorado and uh, – I, I, I Grand think Canyon, at, at Mexico, New Mexico, at New Mexico State. State, and yeah. at, at Grand Canyon, you know that they're they're it's a good team, and I actually watched them for the first time over the weekend because I'm um, preparing for San Francisco, and San Francisco yep. played them on 
on Thursday night. And so uh, you're watching San Francisco and, and against San Diego. Yeah, and the whole how good a job they did. The whole time you're, you're flipping over to the San Diego thing to see who that guy is because they got a couple new players. Yeah. And it's uh, it's, it's uh, and, that, and that's good, really good for the league. Hopefully they can, uh, you know, play really well. And, and uh, we'll have four or five teams here that are at the top of the – the league, you never, you never know how this is going to work, but uh, uh, the more strong teams in our league, the better as far as trying to, you know, get, get quality wins down the road. Well, we're in it now, and it's uh, San Francisco next up. We'll talk about them in the next segment, taking our first break. And as we do, I want you to know that you can enjoy that full hot breakfast buffet, dinner Monday through Wednesday, a kitchen, and a large grassy backyard along the Provo River Trail, all at the Residence Inn Marriott in Provo. When we come back, the Cougars are back on the road for the first time in six weeks. We talk about that with Coach Rose as we continue here in Studio C. Back in a minute. BYU Basketball with Dave Rose is presented in part by the BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. And by Smith's. Low prices, market fresh at Smith's. Welcome back inside Studio C. I'm Greg Rubel with BYU head coach Dave Rose. Now back in November, just a week apart, uh, BYU made two trips for three games back east. But since Thanksgiving weekend, the Cougs were home for nine in a row. That is in the Beehive State, at least in Utah, for nine in a row. And Coach Rose, your team went eight and one in those nine games here in the state. Yeah, and it was, it was, a, it was a good run for us. I, I think that uh, when you talk about not being on the road, you know, for six weeks, that's probably a little bit uh, generous. I mean, the fact Deceptive. that yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we played at Utah Valley and we played in, in Vivint and we played at Utah State, and those were all big, really big games for us. But it was a nice home stand for us to be able to play the five home games in a row. And, uh, you know, now we look forward to, the, to what, you know, the challenge of, of uh, the league is, is you try to get out there, get your first road win, you know, and that's San Francisco on Thursday, and then we have Pacific on Saturday. But, uh, you know, the, the guys still have a week of school that we're, I mean, we're not in school. We don't start school for till the next Monday. So this trip will probably be, from that perspective, probably the most relaxed they'll be as far as not worrying about uh, missing class and, you know, missing uh, assignments and, and tests that come later on in the semester. But uh, uh, hopefully we're all, we're all together and we're all healthy and we're ready to, you know, to compete these two nights back to back. You guys leave town tomorrow. You're at San Francisco Thursday at Pacific on Saturday. And you've had some wild games up at USF, some high-scoring games, some up-tempo games. Last year, more of a grind. But either way, since you've joined the WCC, you've never lost a game on the Hilltop. You're 6-0 and at USF. And here's USF in a big win they got against Nevada in Las Vegas a week or so ago. So you know how good they can be. Yeah, this was in New Orleans in a holiday tournament. And they beat Nevada, which actually is the best win statistically of, of our league that's the out of conference on the numbers yeah. the best out of conference win of, of anyone in our league so it's a team that shoots the three they shoot 31 plus threes a game and uh shot shot over 40 threes a couple times so um it's it's going to be and, and it, you know they run the old Princeton stuff like air force used to run except it's really fast it's really quick and uh, you know we're going to have to be you know really dialed in. We 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 can't make mistakes defensively, or they're going to get an open shot. And and uh, we're going to have to contest, contest, contest these three point shots because they've got multiple guys who can who can play. They play 11, 12 guys. Yep. Their bench is one of the strongest benches in the league. And uh, so you're going to see new, fresh guys all the time 
basically doing the same thing. Uh, it's just a matter of being able to get them stopped. Really stark contrast from Thursday to Saturday because USF's all about the three and Pacific almost ignores the three and says we're going to throw it up, crash it, go get it, get to the free throw line and, and play it inside the arc. Yeah, if you if you if you put a, a a trip together that is totally different as far as the prep are concerned, um, you know this is you know as extreme as you can get. But yeah. uh, uh, I haven't I haven't seen Pacific play yet, so we'll, I've, I've seen a lot of their scores, but we'll have to dial in on that as we uh, get this San Francisco scout finished. Well, since we last had a show, uh, you had a couple of roster uh, changes. You added one player, said so long to another player, and got another player back for a little bit, and you hope to get somebody else back soon. Maybe you can update us on how things are shaking out. Yeah, well, first we'll go with uh, with the player we, we lost, uh, Kajon Brown. Uh, you know, he, he, he was such a great addition to our program and our team. And, uh, you know, he had some issues with his, his family and some illness and uh, just felt like the best thing for him was to, to go home and kind of re- regroup and reevaluate what he was going to do, but spend some time with his grandmother. And, uh, and then we got Colby uh, Lee off of, uh, you know, uh, his mission. And now he's here enrolled. We'll be going to school in, in December, I mean, in, uh, in January in the, the winter semester. And then we got Braden back, and you know Braden had been injured, and he came back and practiced. Actually, played in the Portland game a little bit, and uh, and then he injured, re-injured himself today in practice. So I don't know how how, how long he'll be back, but uh, be out. But that that that's a blow to us, just because he's so versatile in our practices. He can play the three, play the four, scout on the five, still know you know what we're doing on our our, our main group, and. Uh, and then, so that you know that that'll hurt us, and and then we're waiting for Dalt. Dalt's a big uh, part of our uh, of our rotation with our post guys, and and hopefully we can get him back. And uh, that's that's kind of week to week. You know, we we don't really know. I I know it's feeling better, but I know don't know how close he is to actually being able to go full go go on it. Well, with no Dalton Nixon, uh, someone that uh, got a little more opportunity to play and do more is tonight's player guest coming up in a bit, and that's uh, Peyton Daster. Peyton's been pretty good for you the last few weeks. Yeah, he really has, and uh, I'm, I'm happy for Peyton. Peyton, uh, Peyton works really hard. He's, he's really committed, um, and, you know, we spent a lot of time together trying to figure out the, the best mix for him to get him, uh, you know, in the game and helping our team. And, uh, you know, he, he kind of had his breakout moment at UMass and that big win for us, had a big game against Utah. But he's given us good minutes here and there, and hopefully we can, you know, move it a little bit forward where we can get him in uh, our rotation and he becomes a, a mainline guy for us. We'll visit with Peyton next. As we head to break, we'll tell you that Utah Community Credit Union helps people make smart decisions every day at UCCU. You can get a low fixed rate on a home equity line of credit and lock in that low rate for 10 years with absolutely no closing fees. To learn more, visit uccu.com. After the break, Peyton Dastrom joins us. This is BYU Basketball with Dave Rhodes. 4.50 to go till halftime. McKay will drive it, send it low to Peyton. Peyton throws it down. Peyton Dastrom with the dunk. Is it coming here from Dastrom? It is! Peyton Dastrup with a career high. They'll block by Dastrup again. It's a guy whose confidence level is off the charts right now. Top of the key, Peyton fakes the three, drives the key right to the rim. Floater score by Peyton Dastrup. Welcome back to BYU Basketball with Dave Rose with your host, 
the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Yes, we are back inside Studio C for more BYU basketball with Dave Rose. Watch and listen to us Tuesday nights on BYU TV and BYU Radio and use the hashtag Rose Show for a chance to see your question asked during our Q&A segments a little later on in the program. Sitting alongside head coach Dave Rose, I'm Greg Grubel, welcoming in a sophomore from Mesa, Arizona. Please bring in number 15, Peyton Dastrup. Good to have you, Peyton. Yeah, good to be here. So long before you were a BYU player, you were a BYU fan. Yes. What is your earliest Cougar sports memory? Um, wow. I think, well, my dad played ice hockey here. And when I was a, a very, very young child, I mean, not even a year old, uh, I remember going to Peaks Ice Arena um, we've got pictures that document it. I don't necessarily remember it, remember it but, <laughs> but you were there. There's plenty, there's plenty of documentation of him skating me around on the ice and stuff like that. But I think the biggest memory that I remember was being in a neighbor's house watching Beck to Harleen. And I think that's the highest I've ever jumped in my life. <laughs> I almost scraped my knuckles on the ceiling fan as a, I think I was an 11 or 12 year old kid. And so, yeah, it's been been BYU since since day one. And your dad shared a video with me um, of you at a BYU football game, mm-hmm. and you're, I don't know, 12, 13, 14, whatever you were, yep. and you're on the field getting, I think, Max Hall's autograph, Harvey Younga, the guys like yep. that. You're, like, you're getting autographs yes. like a fan, right? Absolutely. I was, uh, but I mean, before my freshman year of high school, it was all football for me, and I'd shoot hoops with my friends and stuff like that. It wasn't like I was just strictly football, but... Um, Freshman year kind of changed a little bit of the dynamic with that, and and but I do remember those moments very fondly that that created a a bond with BYU, and it's it's helped me to get here. And Coach Rose, as you've shared with me before, uh, Peyton loves the BYU sports experience. Like it's clearly part of him. Well, yeah, you just turn on the BYU TV at any sporting event, and you'll see <laughs> Peyton there. You know. Sometimes I try to figure out what time the game really is, so I wonder how late he's out. But uh, <laughs> he's got a whole crowd with him wherever he goes, and sure. uh, yep. one of the one of the more social. <laughs> yeah, there there it is. Volleyball yeah. probably there. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, football game there, yep. and uh, I see I see you at soccer. Yeah, the soccer there. Soccer Oh, I hope we get the unicorn out there. Yep, the pink there unicorn. We there we go. There it is. <laughs> we can find you all around. He's well, got this. He's got the greatest hat on for Pate. Where in the world did you get that hat? My cousin gave it to me for for Christmas. What does it say on it? it says so. It's got the friends. The friends TV, show, the friends TV logo, show logo, but it says no new friends. <laughs> and, That's a good thing for Pate. <laughs> he's got enough. He's got enough. Okay, he's all right. Okay. He's got a, he's got a social uh, schedule that is. <laughs> it pales to none of the guys. That's true. And then you take, when I talk to three or four of the other guys, they always tell me, well, maybe Peyton can help me with that. He's got a lot of friends. You know? so, <laughs> he's got enough friends, clearly. He's got enough. Yeah. He's yeah, friended he's up. So no new friends. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Now, you, you're looking pretty svelte uh, these days. Uh, your body underwent a bit of a transformation from a freshman season to sophomore season. Was there like the Dastrup diet, or are you just living better? How did it, how did it turn out for you? Um... Yeah, I mean, it was uh, a lot of things coupled into um, just trying to, to be able to get to where I, I felt comfortable and where the coaches needed me to be able to perform 
at the level that I could for this team. And um, Coach Shork and uh, Coach Quincy um, both kind of kind of took me into into the back room and were like, "All right, hey, let's let's get this done. Like we know what you're capable of." Um, Coach Quincy saw me at the top 100 camp as a high schooler uh, and just remembers my motor, my ability to to go and go and go and and so that's what we wanted to try to get back to and yeah it was it was a grind um at the end of last season um i remember weighing in at just under 280 and a body percentage a body fat percentage that was i'm not going to say it in, <laughs> I'm on live tv um let's just say it's a lot better now and so uh i mean a really disciplined diet um not so much cutting out things uh to eat, but just eating at different times of the day, not eating late at night, getting quality sleep, um, and just making simple decisions that I knew were going to be able to impact me in the long run. And then coupled with the workouts that we went through in the spring and the summer um, helped me to, to be able to get there. And I mean, I'm still working at it and still trying to maintain that because, um, I mean, on my mission, I just kind of let myself go. Being in Panama, it was difficult to find a place to be able to get some quality workouts in, but no excuses. I'm glad to to be where I am now, and I hope people can um, can recognize the, the efforts I put in to try to be able to help this team. And Davey has shown a lot of progress. Well, absolutely. I, I think that uh, there was a time where I think Peyton believed that uh, the mass, the bulk that he had, would actually favor and help him. And uh, but his game is is uh, is really unique, and he's not a a real pounder down on the block. He's good down there. But he actually is really good at space in the floor. He's really skilled with the ball in the high post on the perimeter. And for him to be able to do that for us, you know, he just needed to, uh, you know, have a, have a, a different kind of the, the same body that we, you know, recruited him in. And so uh, I, I think that he, uh, he finally found uh, a place where he was really comfortable doing it and then went to work and it's been great. Now, Peyton, your, your, your cool hat covers uh, your latest hairstyle, and uh, your, hair, your, your, hair gets, your hair gets a lot of attention uh, for some reason. Um, and you've had some uh, more extreme looks in the past. Uh-huh. Um, oh, boy. I think your freshman year might have shown something a little, a little high and tight. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, you want to review that one as opposed to what he's rock, rock, rocking these days? No, or? I, that's why I commented on the hat. Okay? <laughs> I like that look right there. Yep. You know, a little bit out the Keep sides, a little bit yep. in the back. It's all good. Exactly. Whenever the mood strikes, are you that kind of guy? Like, I just feel like something different or what? Um, well, I think part of it all, well, I can't even think it kind of started in the mission because there were, I mean, barbers, you'd get your hair cut for a buck fifty, and they kind of just did whatever they wanted to. <laughs> you, could, you could say, all right. Trim it back on the sides, kind of keep it long on top. Next thing I know, I'm walking home, and I get home from the barber, and I've got a, I've got a part <laughs> about the size of my index finger thick. And we had a we had a zone conference the next week, and I was like, oh no, this is not going to work. This is yeah. not. Fortunately, you needed that hat. I didn't need the hat. I didn't need the hat. But. Now, uh, this uh, last few weeks for you has been really productive. You're playing a lot more, uh, playing very very well, and and uh, it's all been here at home. You hit the road now for the first time in a while. But as I recall, the last time you guys were really away from home uh, in Brooklyn, uh, Dave, as I recall, that was a big part of that UMass win uh, late in that game. Huge, right? huge part. We, you know, we went to zone late in that game, and, and Pate's really comfortable in the middle of that zone. Covers a lot of space. He's a good communicator. And we caused them a lot of problems. I mean, we, we had to come back from a 10-point deficit in, in the last four minutes of the game. but and, and then Pate obviously made a big rebound, second shot, you know, got that in. But... 
uh, th- I think that gave him the, some real confidence to be able to realize that, you know what, this is there's a real place on this team for me, and not only for for him to be able to shine, but for him to really help our team. And and he's really, you know, the last eight games have been really good for us. Looking forward to getting back on a plane, getting out with the boys. Definitely, definitely, it'll be fun. I mean, we've been here in the friendly confines for a month and a half or so. And so road trips are always always a blast with these guys. So. We do look forward to it. Well, the weekly Rose show feature of ours is our personality profile. Uh, each week, our special guest is analyzed by those who know him best in the locker room, his teammates. Let's roll it for this week. Wow, that's a good question. You know, Peyton's the, uh, the life of the locker room. He's the life of the party. When guys start dancing or, you know, are going crazy in the locker room, it usually always starts with Peyton. I mean, the dude is always partying. He's a big... And a ladies' man as well. Peyton seems to seems to always have a girl. He's with a you know a different girl every time I see him. He loves girls. He'd be good in that chick flick. Yeah, he's a ladies' man. I know he likes to get out on the weekends and have fun. And him and Dalton are doing their thing, dancing at Fuego Friday or wherever they're at. You know, for a big guy, he's got some moves. He's a great dancer. He loves to dance. He's always doing that. Oh, if he was a genre, it'd be straight trap music. He needs to get his groove on and. And that's the kind of music that does it for him. So, Niall Horan, I think is his name. I think he's from One Direction, and I kind of see him as a 1D kind of guy. You know, he's kind of like a giant teddy bear, I would say. But there's some times where I'm just, like, wondering, like, kind of what's going through his head just at times. Oh, who knows? He might be partying all night with people. He's, he's just the party guy. I love Peyton because he's a great person, and, and in college he and I would have hung out. Just everybody loves Peyton, and Peyton loves everybody. All right. Fair enough, fair enough. So, did they kind of get him, Dave? It was pretty consistent, wasn't it? <laughs> Girls, yeah. party, yeah. dancing. dancing. Yeah. He's a social guy, no new friends. <laughs> He's all friended up. All right, yeah. uh, Cougar fans, remember basketball season is blanket season. That means Minky Couture. Learn more at softminkyblankets.com. Coming up after the break, we got more of Peyton Dastrup. Your questions and Peyton's answers. Plus, we've got that 10th question just around the corner. Stick around with us here in Studio C. BYU Basketball with Dave Rose is presented by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 25 years. Here's a look at our Cougars in the pros. Jimmer Fordette, a casual 41 earlier today in China. Kyle Collinsworth played a three games with the Mavericks so far. He's up with the big team. Charles Abuo is playing ball in France. And Brandon Davies over in Lithuania. And also earlier today, Eric Nika played a game in Italy. Pulled down five rebounds to go with 17 points. Those are our Cougars in the pros. Welcome back to BYU Basketball with Dave Rose and player guest Peyton Dastrup. It is time for Peyton to go one-on-one with uh, Cougar Nation for a bit. And we'll start right here in our live audience. We've got Shayla White. Coming to the mic with Peyton. Hey, Shayla. Hello. Um, Peyton, did you ever play basketball with your sisters? And if so, did they ever beat you with any games? <laughs> um, yes, I've played with them. No, they have not beaten me <laughs> yet. Maybe, maybe when I'm in a wheelchair or something like that. Oh. If, I end up, if, I, if, I, if, I, if I ever end up in that situation, let's knock on wood. Hopefully, hopefully I keep playing for a while, but... Um, no, I love my sisters. They're they're very um, focused on volleyball, which is also the sport, a, a, a sport that I love to play as well. But no, they've they're they have not been able to 
overcome my <laughs> abilities, so you could say. He has a, he has a great family, and both both his sisters are really athletic. They're, mm-hmm. they're both. You know, that's one of the funnest parts about recruiting is you get to meet the fam. to meet a lot of people. You're, are you you're the oldest? Oldest, so only the, boy. Yep. Two sisters below you, and mm-hmm. that, that's it. Family of five. Yep. You mentioned Dad was a hockey player. Mm-hmm. We'll get into some hockey with you here in a little Sounds bit. Good. But you love the sport, right? Yep. Love Clearly. It. All right. Uh, second question. Uh, we go to a Russell Alley here in the studio. Hey, Russell. Hey, Greg. Hey, Peyton. How's it going, man? All good, man. Good. So, um, with a loss uh, like happened on uh, St. Mary's, um, how do you get over that? Is there anything that you do personally? Just kind of put it out of your head and get ready for the next game. Um, personally, I. I like to watch film a lot. I'm a film junkie, and we've got a, a team account that we're able to watch old games and practices and stuff like that. And I like to just um, kind of constructively criticize um, either myself or kind of what, the t- what I saw the team doing in a certain situation. And so I'll go back and I'll watch film of things that we did right or wins that we got or moments that we uh, executed really well to be able to reinstill what I personally, and I think Coach as well, knows that we're capable of. And so, um, I mean, you hear voices from family and friends and fans and stuff like that that's always, uh, I think it's good to hear because it keeps you grounded and it keeps you humble and focused on what the task is at hand. But once we get inside our locker room and, and, and on the court, it's a very dedicated, driven, and focused effort to uh, make sure that we, we continue to execute and do the things that we know we, we do best, which is communicate and trust each other. And so uh, our record has shown our ability to do that so far. But coming off a loss, we look to, to be able to kind of get the first punch out there and be able to establish ourselves as a dominant team in, in this game that's coming up on Thursday and in this conference and in the nation as well. So. Russell, thank you. Shayla, also good questions. Thanks, guys. All right, uh, every week our guest on the Rose Show faces the uh, the low-pressure gauntlet. Oh, yes, uh, time for the game show, Mike. Uh, <laughs> low-pressure gauntlet of 10 quirky questions, and Peyton Dastrup is next up on the not-so-hot seat. Yes, we check out the 10 questions leaderboard right now. Four have uh, run the gauntlet, and uh, Yoli and Jashir. Thank you. Nine of ten. Yeah, T- you know, TJ, I think, wants to come back. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I guess, you know, there's only, you know, only one spot ahead of those guys. You see if you can go ten for ten. Hasn't happened yet, but here we go. All right, uh, question number one. And uh, don't look at the prompter. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. All right, question one. These two fellow, I'm going to call them fellow graduates. These two fellow graduates of Mountain View High School in Mesa, Arizona, your high school, are second and third on BYU's career passing yardage list. Who are they? John Beck and Max Hall. Yep, there you go. Yep, John Beck and Max Hall, or Max Hall and John Beck. Very good. Question number two. Your career single-game scoring high of 14 points came this season against which team? Idaho State. Yep, Idaho State, two for two. Of your last seven three-point field goal attempts, how many have you made? Six. Six, yes. You were on a pretty, you were six was, for six at one point. I was doing all yep. right, yep. yeah. Uh, this artificial waterway connects the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans in Central America. Panama Canal. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Panama is a mission country. Yep. Four, well, don't, four for four. Uh, question five. Name this former Chicago Bears running back who had the second most career rushing yards in NFL history. Walter Payton. 
Walter Payton. Yes. So I was named after him. Yep. Oh, yep. For him. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Sweetness. Yep. There it is. So five for five. Name this NHL career scoring leader who was once a part owner and later head coach of your Phoenix Coyotes. Oh, Payton. Oh, Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I give you a stare there. Wow. I <laughs> a little concerned there for a second. Uh, question seven. Which of the BYU basketball coaches played for high school coaching legend Morgan Wooten at storied DeMatha High School in Maryland? Quincy Lewis. Mm. Mm. Keith Schroyer. Sorry, coach. (laughs) Question eight. This American rapper, music producer, and entrepreneur was born Sean John Combs, but is known better by one of these stage names. P. Diddy. P. Diddy. Yeah. Yeah. We would also accept it, uh, Diddy, uh, Puff Daddy, or Puffy. They okay. all work. Perfect. And your Twitter handle is at P. P. Daddy. Daddy, close enough. Yep. yep. All right. Uh, question nine. After your last two BYU home games, you wore NHL throwback jerseys representing Patrick Kane of the Blackhawks and Alex Ovechkin of the Capitals. Of those two, which is your favorite? Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane. Yeah, that's correct. Way <laughs> to go. Perfect. And uh, lastly, number 10. This is to go 9 of 10, by the way. If you were to have a pet dog in Provo, let's just say, which of your teammates would you most trust to take care of it while you left town for the weekend? Luke. <laughs> Luke Worthington is correct. So nine of ten. You have Solid. joined the top of the leaderboard, yeah. and the only one you miss is Heath Schroyer. Yeah. And uh, you'll never miss it again. A lot of those answers are in the cloud. You're right. So when you say it, then it comes out of the cloud. (laughs) (laughs) Peyton, good job. Nine for ten. We're proud of you. Way to go. Good luck this weekend, all right? Peyton Dassel, everybody. After break, more questions for Dave Rose. Yeah, from audience and Twitter. This is BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. Back in a bit. Into a three. Top of the key. Goal! Elijah Bryant! And that's the exciting play of the game, presented by Nissan, a proud partner of the BYU Cougars. Nissan, innovation that excites. We're back on BYU Basketball with Dave Rose here in Studio C. We've got live audience and Twitter questions coming up, ready to roll for Dave in a second. But that play puts you up 55-49 late, and it highlights Elijah Bryant's three-point prowess. He's gone from a 28% shooter from three last year to 44% this year. Yeah, and I think that you can't, you know, uh, undervalue how much work he's put into it. I mean, he spent so much time over the summer, but you didn't really see Eli as what he's really capable last year. He was, you know, playing hurt basically the the entire year. And I think the last probably three weeks of the season, he shot the ball really well from the three-point line. Um, And then he's just kind of carried that over to this season. And, uh, you know, I I think that uh, his ability just to be able to to uh, create with the ball and finish plays at the rim, get to the free throw line, and now, you know, really accurate from the three-point line is really helping our group. Got some Q&A for you, but how about to Peyton on the 10 questions tonight? Pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. It surprised me that he, he missed the DeMatha question. I thought everybody knew he played for Morgan Wooten. But, it, you know, the one thing that's funny, you know, we had our birthday show. I'm 60. These guys, I think they know a lot of stuff that they don't know, you know. I mean, they're because they're too young to know they're it. Too young to know. <laughs> yeah. How would they know? Yeah. Unless they watched all the stuff that I watch and listen to my iPod. I got all the classic <laughs> rock music on. I think everybody knows all the Eagles songs and all the, you know. But they don't. But they don't. They know trap music, yeah, whatever that is. That is. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's go to our studio here, audience for uh, Dave Rose and Macy Amison. Is that our mic? Hello, Macy. 
Hello. Great game against St. Mary's, by the way. But after the heartbreaking loss, how do you get your team fired up to play in these must-win WCC games? You know, that's a good question. And Peyton tried to address it himself, you know, on, on what he does. I think every guy, every person, even coaches included, staff, managers, all the guys, they they kind of have a routine that they go through. For me personally, it never really settles until I get with the team. And and so on a Saturday night, it's really awkward because you leave, you got all day Saturday, you don't meet with the guys on Sunday, you get back on Monday and and then you can kind of talk through it and feel it and then you're out on the court and you know, it's let's go, business as usual, but it it kind of stirs for a long time with me until I can get back you know, with the guys, sometimes with, uh, uh, you know, like like on a Thursday night game and you can get on the court that next Friday morning and it feels a lot better, a lot quicker <laughs> than waiting all weekend. Having to wait. And stir. I'm with you. All right. Uh, more Dave Rose Q&A is coming up after our break. This is BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. Back in a bit. BYU Basketball with Dave Rose is brought to you in part by Nissan. Innovation that excites. All right, our final Q&A segment with Coach Rose. Use the hashtag Rose Show to get a question in for Dave every week. And let's go right to Twitter for a couple of questions. First one comes in from at Scott Killian 15 Scott asks, Dave, as a member of Phi Slamma Jamma at Houston, how many dunks did you have? That's an awesome question. <laughs> one. <laughs> I always tell people between Clyde and I, we had 49. <laughs> you he accounted? Had four, for- he had 48 and I had one. Yeah. Do you remember who it was against? Against Rice. Yep. On the side with uh, where the curtain is. You know, they have the, 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 that old gym in Autry Court. Yeah. And we had a little trap and knocked that thing away and went down and knocked it. And that was a dunk, ferocious dunk in <laughs> Five Slamma Jamma without a three-point line. If you can believe that, that's when I played. Yeah. There was no three-point line no back. No three-point line. And, uh, and that's your one. That's it. Yeah, because if it was a three-point line, I might have thought about just pulling up and shooting. The three. <laughs> uh, Scott, thanks for the question. Uh, question number two from Twitter here at Delta Cougar: uh, What changes need to be made for the next time you play to beat St. Mary's? Well, I think there's uh, you know quite a few things that uh, you know we've discussed as a coaching staff, and how to deal with Jock is an issue, a real issue. He went 13 for 15 against us, and I thought we had a chance to get him in foul trouble, and things just didn't work the way we needed it to work. The three-pointers they got late in the game was because we changed and went down on him. So that's going to be one big issue. The other thing is our execution. I mean, we we pick 10, 12 different possessions where there's things that we do every day and we're really good at, and we just kind of got confused. And and we saw a couple of them, you know, on on, on the film there. And so uh, not a lot, but, uh, you know, there's some adjustments we can make and Look forward to that that game when it comes back to us at the end of January sometime. All right, fans, appreciate the questions. We are back after this with closing comments from the coach. This is BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. All right, so welcome back to BYU Basketball with Dave Rose, presented by Siegfried and Jensen. Here's our broadcast schedule for this week as BYU hits the road, Bay Area, and then inland a little bit. But at USF, late night, it'll be a 9 o'clock mountain time tip, 11 back east, 8 o'clock for the radio pregame on BYU Radio. Watch it on AT&T Sportsnet here in this time zone in the mountains. And then Saturday, BYU at Pacific, playing at the Spano Center. Again, late back east, 8 o'clock mountain time tip. And a 7 o'clock radio pregame BYU radio. BYU TV is out there to carry that game. So that's how we've got you covered this week for BYU basketball. All right, another question from uh, Twitter for Coach Rose here as we close out the show. It's from at Jana by the Sea, and she asks, Coach Rose, what's your signature 
angry move when you're on the bench. <laughs> it's changed from year to year. You know? <laughs> it's got, you've got a wide repertoire. Yeah. yeah. Uh, younger, when I was younger in my career, I'd stomp my foot until one time the heel of my shoe ended up at half court. <laughs> okay. we, my, one of the manager guys had to run out and grab it. It was like getting a tee after a kickoff. You know? Yeah, <laughs> ran out to get the heel. And then yeah. I've got nails in, the, in my shoe, and I get the, the heel, and I stick it back on there, so I coach the rest of the game. <laughs> So I stopped doing that. Uh, I've thrown water bottles, you know, just down real quick, but then they come back up and <laughs> your pants are all wet. So uh, I've thrown my coat off, you know, one time, and my proudest my children have ever been to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, that was in Vegas. Yeah, that was in Vegas. Yeah. And it was when Twitter was just starting, and I was actually, my, my daughter, seriously, Taylor, she said, Dad, I've never been so proud. You're trending. <laughs> and you're like, what is trending? What exactly. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, so... Uh, right now, I'm, I'm trying to, to keep, keep, keep things under wraps. But it's good that you expanded your range yeah, over the years. I've, I've You've got to have things. new go-to moves. Yeah. All right, a great opportunity for you guys this week. And it really is that. It's an opportunity. You go on the road for back-to-back games to bounce back and, and get back right. Yeah, and, and, you know, we've got a couple of these. Um, you know, we're out for two games, two or three of them, I think. And then we've got some that are split. We've got Thursday at home, Saturday on the road, and vice versa. But these, these back-to-back games on the road, it's just a... Uh, you know, it, it's really important. You, you got to go out there and, and deal with whatever happens. And uh, the guys always say, well, what do you mean? What, what does all that mean? I had guys, you know, game day, wake up and they're sick and they don't feel very well. And guys that get hurt in practice the, the night before and, you know, all kinds of things can happen. And when you're out there, you just got to everybody pull together and try and play your best and see if you can get to and bring them home. Well, we'll uh, see you on the road, and uh, USF's a place you played well, so hopefully the good feelings continue on the hilltop. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it, these, both, both these teams are really uh, create a new, unique challenge, and hopefully we'll be up for both of them. All right, we are on the road at USF and at Pacific. Fans, we'd love to see you here in Studio C for next week's show. To request seats, go to byucougars.com slash show. Do that Monday or Tuesday to be in, a spot, be in the audience next Tuesday night, and they're free seats at byucougars.com slash show. We'll talk to you next Tuesday, 8 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Mountain, for Peyton Dastrup and the head coach, Dave Rose. I'm Greg Rubel, and this has been BYU Basketball with Dave Rose, live from Studio C. Good luck to the Cougs, and we'll see you next week. So long.